Welcome everyone, Dylan Jamelli here today with a brand new video for you and today we are going to talk about the SARM AC262 also known as Acadrine. Highly, highly, highly requested video so I hope that everybody that's been waiting for this loves the video. Um, just understand this is a newer SARM, there's not a big extensive amount but I dug and got everything I possibly could for it. So. Um, also, today's video is sponsored by Let'sGetCheck.com. Now, Let'sGetCheck.com specializes in at-home blood testing. All you have to do, go to the website, Let'sGetCheck.com. Coupon code Jamelli30 is going to save you 30% off your entire order. Look around. They have tests for everything. For men and women, full hormonal, wellness, sexual health. Get whatever you need. Order the, the test. They're going to ship them to you. All you have to do is get online, register the test, provide the sample, ship it back. You're going to get the results generally in about 24 hours. It's it's fast, reliable, it's easy. The doctors and nurses are there to answer any questions that you might have. So check them out. Let's get check.com coupon code Jamelli30 is going to save you 30% off your entire order. All right. So AC262, newer SARM. Um, I know that there was a lot of requests for this video, especially the past few months. But, you know, with things like this that are newer, I like to have just as much as I can from seeing people use it. And I mean, whatever I could possibly squeeze out of something, I want to try to provide it because we'll probably have to go back and revisit this because a lot of this stuff could easily change. And there's just not these, you know, you take something like MK2866 or MK677, you got studies that go back to the 90s and so many user logs and things like that. So, it tends to make things a little bit more difficult, you know, towards, you know, the, the newer ones, especially the ones that have only been mainstream for just so long. But we put, we put together what we could here. So understand it is a SARM, but it's a non-steroidal SARM. So I'm going to get into that as well. Um, but a lot of people find it to be quite similar to Osterin. Uh, but there's some definite different characteristics there as well. Now, SARMs are going to be anabolic regulators, and they can bind to your body's androgen receptors. They can aid in increasing muscle mass, strength, exercise endurance, um, and they can also help you to kind of get rid of some excess uh, uh, subcutaneous fat. And I think, you know, they do a tremendous job on that, generally damn near all of them. Um so AC262, it was developed by Acadia Industries, which is why it's called, you know, Acadrine. And it was initially supposed to be a potential treatment for prostate cancer and Alzheimer's. Now, one of the major draws is that it has a very minimal uh, effect on overall testosterone suppression. But I'm going to get into that as well because that's a little tricky and we got to discuss that in detail. So it works, you know, just like any other SARM. Generally, it's a selective modulator. It's going to bind to certain androgen receptors of your body, particularly in your bones and muscles. Um, now, this particular binding leads to molecular changes in your body and what it's going to do is trigger an increase in muscle mass and bone strengthening. Now, it's just it's not just like any other SARM, all right? There's always some differentiating characteristics here. So unlike other androgens and testosterone or anabolic steroids that target all body tissues, AC262 only acts on skeletal muscles. So this is exactly how the androgenic activity of it is kept low. And to back it up, the if, if you look at the pharmacokinetics of it, it actually suggests that it's only like 25, 26, 27% of testosterone. 
Um, now, since SARMs that have greater androgenic activity can lead to conditions like gynecomastia or obesity, you know, we got a nice little potent alternative here. You know, you start getting into things that have a really high affinity for androgenic activity, and you're not going to experience that too much with SARMs in general, but some of these stronger compounds, they can be very problematic. So this is a great alternative, and I've talked about SARMs in general being great alternatives. Now, so I want to talk to you about some of the benefits. So what we're kind of finding is that the advantages here outweigh the side effects pretty good, all right? You're going to have an increase in bone density, strength. It's going to help you to, to lift a lot greater amounts of weight. It's going to aid in enhancing muscle mass, definition, strength. Some people have said that it's helping with their cognitive function and it's giving them a quicker recovery time too, which I really, really love. When we start talking about things that can be good on your mind, because I, you know, we all know, especially when you start using stronger compounds, when something starts to affect your mentals, it's a terrible damn thing in so many regards because it, it, it can do so much damage to your everyday life in general. So when something's helping cognitive function, I, I'm all about that. And that's a big, big draw that would be overlooked by some meatheads out there. Now, <clears throat> I think we also understand that the more lean muscle you get, the more fat that you're going to lose. And so what the numbers will tell you is that it's about if you gain a pound of muscle, it's going to burn about 150 extra calories per day. So let's say you add five pounds of muscle. Well, look how much extra you'd like 750 calories extra per day, potentially. Now, those numbers are arguable, but that's what is out there and what is said. Um, now, we do have to talk about some other things. Uh, a mice study that I found, it showed suppression in LH levels. Now, it's funny because when we look at that and we talk about suppression of LH, the first thing that comes to my mind is, shit, that's not good. Um, you definitely don't want that. That's shutting you down. But if you have a higher LH, they're looking at it from this regard. A lot of the people that talk about this, that write these scripts and studies, that it's it's a benefit to you because if you have too high of an LH, you can have fertility problems and it can have a potentially pretty strong negative effect on you. But I don't think too many people are getting these highly elevated LH levels. So I don't see it that way. And I disagree with that aspect of what you're going to read out there. I find that to be more of a problem than anything else. But I do see what they're saying. If you potentially do have high LH levels that this can help treat that to lower them. But in general, I don't find that to be a benefit for most because that's not a condition that you're going to find that more people have. You'll find that less do. Um, <clears throat> but if you want something that's going to help kind of start you off, this is a great one to start. It's going to be a lot lighter on you and side effects and it's going to have great results. Now, it's also supposed to be a novel therapy for people with Alzheimer's and prostate cancer. Like I said, that that's what they're designing it for. But you can't say that now in no way, shape or form. There's no anything that proves that, but that's what they say, all right? Don't think that I'm claiming that shit, but that's what's said out there, so I'm just passing along what's said, but I'm certainly not saying it. Um, now, let, I want to talk to you about the cycling dose. This is where it gets tricky and interesting. So you heard what I said earlier, and I said we'd get to that later, and I was talking to you about how people 
are really drawn to it because of the the real lack of overall testosterone number suppression because you are getting that suppression in your LH, but you're not going to see it with your total test number. But there's there's more, uh, once again, it's almost misleading in a sense because you're only talking about a four-week cycle here. Um, and the half-life also is relatively unknown, but the consensus is it's a 24-hour half-life. And so we're, I'm seeing that once-a-day dosing is sufficient. But look, it's we're used to running SARMs 4, 8, 12, and sometimes even 16 weeks when you're talking about like MK677 or GWSRs, um, which are technically not SARMs like we've discussed about before. But they're still ran at a greater length and more or less we're doing 12 week cycles this one's kept at 30 so obviously there's going to be minimal suppression on your overall testosterone number um i don't recommend going longer than that without there being more on it and i just don't see the logs of people doing that or the experience doing it i just don't see it um that's up to you to try it. I'm not going to recommend it right yet because I don't have enough info to, to feel any comfort whatsoever. Um, but because you're getting that suppression with your LH, that's another reason why you want to keep it at four weeks. Um, you, sh- you What people are finding is the LH is bouncing back really quick, kind of like with S23, when S23 will shut you down drastically fast. It comes back very fast as well, unlike with steroids and, and you know, the experiences that you have with that. So the, you're still getting a quick turnaround on this in terms of recovery. And from everything that I've read, a mini post cycle is just fine where you take one serum and no, clomiter nova. And I always recommend GW501516 in your PCT. I'm not going to get into all of that again. I covered it. I have a video that's specifically dedicated to SARMs PCTs. So I would definitely recommend checking that out to explain it. But that should be sufficient when we're talking about PCT. Now, dosing. I'm seeing anywhere from 10 to 30 milligrams. So you know what my recommendation is? 20 milligrams. And that's what seems to be tolerated quite well. But more, if you want to ease into it for a week with 10 milligrams, by all means. But it shouldn't make any sort of a difference side effect wise. For females, I would say 5 to 10 milligrams per day. And I would probably start at 5 and then decide if you want to go to 10. Now, these are just kind of guesstimates on what I'm, people are doing right now and, and what they're finding in blood work and things. There's going to be more and more and more over time, just like with everything else that we saw, like when RAD came out and and S23 and LGD3303. But I would I would say dose it in the morning every day around the same time. Um, there's little known on strong side effects, especially when you're keeping it at four weeks. Um, aside from the, the drop in your LH levels that you're going to find, which you probably won't find to be too drastic, there's no toxicity, no estrogen conversion, no other standout side effects. Just keep it to the proper length and the dose recommended and you shouldn't run into anything. Now, what about Ostrin? I said it was supposed to be very similar. Many people are just saying it's a stronger version, but I want to talk about a couple things in the difference area here. AC262 by user reports is going to provide more strength, lose more fat, and have less suppression. But 
it doesn't show to have the the healing benefits that MK2866 has, which is a very big deal to many people that are using it. And you have to run it for a far less period of time. I would probably believe that the suppression would be on par with Ostrin, if not worse, if you ran it for the 12 weeks, but it's relatively unknown. So like I said, mini post-cycle therapy, just pick Clomid or Novodex. You don't need to, and you don't need huge amounts of Clomid or Novodex with anything. Um, run your mini PCT, stay on top of your blood work. If you want to go six, eight weeks, make sure that you're staying and monitoring that blood work closely. Um, I'm just not going to recommend it yet. It's shown a lot of promise. It's getting more and more popular. I am just of the, the sense and the way that I've always been. I just want years of study, years of feedback. Um, it seems like it, it's going to be a great addition to the SARMs lineup on the surface. But, you know, I need more convincing myself than just, you know, maybe not even 100 logs out there that I've come across that I would call reliable or probably not even that many. And just kind of anecdotal writings that who knows put out. Because, I, you know, that happened when LGD came out. It happened when G... I mean... LGD was supposedly like taking one of the harshest steroids and, and yada, yada, yada. And there wasn't tons of research sites, but they all had regurgitated the same bullshit. Just like, you know, RAD140 is going to be a replacement for, for TRT. And that shit got regurgitated over and over everywhere without any proof. So that's why I'm very hesitant to go crazy here. And, and get all into it with what it can and cannot do and the side effects. But I will just provide you everything that I found and dug into and looked for. So that, my friends, AC262, Acadrine. If you want to test it out, just make sure that you're very cautious with it and understand that there's a lot of relative unknown there, but a lot of promise as well. So that being said, stay tuned for plenty more to come. Dylan Gemelli signing off.